the first Sunday of Lent, only five more weeks. Lent is intentionally so long to push us on our Lenten commitments. As with all of life, our faith is wrapped up in three questions. What do we want? How much do we want it? And what are we willing to do to get it? Lent is a time of reflection and action concerning our relationship with God. We glean about who God is, what Jesus has done for us, and who we are. We start on this first Sunday in Lent with Jesus' temptation. And we need to be careful because we can tend to make this about us and temptation. But this really is about Jesus. Jesus is being tempted. Temptation. The word used here for temptation in the Greek is pierzo. In simplicity, it means to try and see if a thing can be done. It can be positive to see what will happen, what character will be shown. This is more testing language and would be from God's side of the coin. The other side of the coin is the devil. This is a malicious and crafty temptation to put to the proof character. This narrative is likely both sides of the coin. Jesus is God incarnate, but is also fully human. In real time, what is crazy to consider is that as God has become human, become to a degree what God has created, there must be some new territory Jesus is in with this limited body and mind and heart. We always have to be careful because it is both and. Jesus is fully God and fully human. We cannot grasp it, but we do know that we need to not just focus on one part of Jesus. Jesus' deity does not mitigate against Jesus' humanity, and Jesus' humanity does not mitigate against Jesus' deity. Jesus can be tempted, really. Before Jesus starts ministry, Jesus is tested from God's perspective. Before Jesus starts ministry, Jesus goes through a malicious and crafty temptation from the devil. Two sides of the coin. We are immediately reminded that kingdoms are in conflict, and what Jesus is here to do is a really big deal. Jesus is led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The devil is real, diablos in the Greek, the opposer, the schemer, the slanderer. As we talked about last week, as we understand what God reveals to us, we must not minimize it. We live in the midst of kingdoms and conflict, and the battle is over us. We are the prize. This narrative immediately follows Jesus' baptism, what we today consider the rite of initiation to the church. In kingdom language, it is when sides are picked and committed to. Which kingdom has your allegiance? Temptation in the wilderness. This word wilderness is packed with meaning in the Greek. The word picture is a solitary, lonely, desolate place. And this is the geography, but it's also what it's like emotionally and mentally. 
We can put this in contrast to the mountaintop in Matthew 17 we talked about last week with the transfiguration. Mountaintop, unmediated revelation of God in contrast to daily life and suffering below. Remember Aslan in the Chronicles of Narnia, the air is thicker down there. Things do not look the same. Fully human, fully God, Jesus is encountering this. The purpose of the temptation of Christ is understood as we consider the theme overall as well as the individual temptations. These temptations are about power. Jesus has power but could use it inconsistently with the plan of God or use it to shortcut to the intended outcome. I imagine those were pretty real temptations for Jesus and continued throughout Jesus' time on earth. And as a theme, these temptations are temptations we humans are very familiar with. The first temptation is not about Jesus doubting his sonship, but about the meaning of that sonship and the right of Jesus to use Jesus' power to satisfy his own needs. The second temptation has to do with testing God, proving God's care. The third temptation has to do with power most directly. As the devil offers Jesus the kingdoms of the world, it really is an offer to shortcut and not go through suffering and death on the cross, but directly to all the power and authority. Individually, these temptations, they are about personal satisfaction, insecurity, and power, things we can all relate to as motives, and that may be sources of compromise for us in our daily lives. Whether we give this temptation narrative thought from God's approach of testing to see what is there, or the devil's malicious craftiness, how Jesus responds, it is really about character. Morris, writing on philosophy, describes character as being concerned with the settled sets of habits, thoughts, feelings, and actions that make a person who they are. Character is really who we are in motion without veneer in the moments of our days. Jesus is fully human and fully God. This was an experience to see what kind of character would show itself, our God of incarnation fully human, fully God. What we see is that Jesus remains steadfastly undivided in allegiance to God. Jesus demonstrates the character of the kingdom of God. Our character, the reality of who we are in motion, matters. It matters when we are tired and under stress. Remember, Jesus has been fasting for 40 days in the wilderness. It is then our true character shows no wiggle room for veneer. This is something for us to consider as we begin Lent. What is our character like? What are the currents of our life that are in motion? But mostly, as I said, there is not much for us in this narrative. It is about Jesus' temptation, not ours. However, we do have some further food for thought. Patrick Wilson, in his essay on this passage, makes an interesting claim about this temptation being about Jesus and not us. Wilson writes, our frustration rec replicates the aggravation the devil knew. Jesus refuses to be who we want him to be. He will not turn our stones to bread. He will not prove God to us. 
He will not turn from God to embrace the kinds of success we would recognize and applaud. Jesus remains maddeningly himself. Wilson helps us consider where we ask or demand from God for God to be what God cannot be to us or for us. Lent may remind us that God is not created in our image. What possibilities long-term in our lives there are if Lent helps us grow and adjust our view of God? And how important to know the place of character in the kingdom of God. We are not a people merely of vague hope for the kingdom. We must participate and show the character of the kingdom. It matters. May God bless us in knowing more honestly who God is and who we are as we are in the beginnings of this special journey of Lent. Amen.